0: of the wonderful Word of the Lord. Today, we are looking in the book of Matthew, chapter number 1. The book of Matthew, chapter number 1. We're going to begin reading with verse 18. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation this morning. Good to see some of our family with us here today. And uh, my parents and my wife's parents are here today. Of course, my kids are here and uh, some of their friends who are also our friends and former members of Harvest Time in Midland kind of having a little uh, reunion here today. It's just good to see all of them. We love you so very much. Amen. The book of Matthew chapter number one this morning. I'm going to begin reading as I said with verse number 18. It says, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus title of my message today is Christmas Lessons from Joseph. Father, I thank you for the word of the Lord today. It indeed is a lamp unto our feet and it is a light unto our path. Father, I just pray that your anointing will rest upon the message and upon the messenger, Lord, today. Father, may we receive from your word today. And not only may we listen and hear today, but Lord, may we heed your word, being a doer of your word and not only a hearer Lord, if there's anyone here today that has never received the greatest gift of all, the gift of your son, I pray that today will be the day they receive this incredible gift. All for the glory of God we ask in Jesus' name. All of God's people said praise the Lord. Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Well, you know, most Christmas sermons, songs, and programs are all about Maybe Jesus, Mary, the star, the shepherds, and the wise men. Little, if anything, is ever said about Joseph. And yet, I believe that there are some very valuable lessons that we can learn as we look at this man named Joseph. So there are three things this morning I want to talk about as we talk about Joseph. Joseph. The first thing I want to call your attention to this morning is the announcement. Now, Joseph is engaged to Mary. Now, we don't understand the engagement then as it is like it is today. It's not that way at all. An engagement with Jewish people in those days was absolutely equal to marriage. Although the marriage wasn't consummated until after the marriage ceremony, yet yet the marriage was recognized and legally binding at the time of the engagement. To get out of an engagement would require the very same things that it would take to get out of a marriage. It would literally take a divorce to undo an engagement. And the punishment for adultery, and there was in those days... The punishment for adultery would apply to an engaged couple just as much as it would to those that were married. So I want us to get a mental picture of Joseph this morning. He's engaged to Mary. Uh, She she will become his wife. She will bear his children. No doubt he's very happy. No no doubt he whistles as, as he works. No no doubt he daydreams about the life that he's going to have with Mary. His future is set. He cannot wait for it to begin. And then, the announcement. Now before the announcement, Joseph is on top of the world. After the announcement, the world is on top of Joseph. The announcement. Here's the announcement, Joseph. Joseph, your fiance is pregnant. The child in her womb is not yours. You know, you know that already because the two of you have have not been intimate. Joseph, the baby in her womb was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Now that's. An announcement. Let's talk about that announcement. Let me me suggest three things about this announcement. First of all, let me suggest to you that it was sovereign. It was sovereign. This was God's idea. Not Joseph's. You know, sometimes God enlists volunteers. And sometimes... He drafts. Sometimes God asks our opinion. And sometimes he tells us how it's going to be. Sometimes God asks us for a contribution. And sometimes he just takes what he wants. This time God simply makes an announcement. He he, he doesn't ask Gallup to take a poll. He doesn't pass out ballots and take a vote. The announcement was sovereign. God exercised executive privilege. And the announcement simply said, this is how it's going to be. Now to those of you this morning that that would whine and say, that's not fair. Well, to you, I would say, go create your own universe. (laughs) Go create your own universe and place people that you formed out of dirt into the universe that you created. And I'm pretty sure you would look at things from a little different perspective. But not only was the announcement sovereign, but it was shocking. Can you even imagine what must have been going on in the mind of this young teenager named Joseph upon hearing this, this incredible announcement? Surely he thought thoughts like, Not Mary. Not, not Mary, not my fiance. I, I can trust her, can't I? Thoughts like, what are people going to think? Oh, what are people going to say? Ah, I'm going to be the laughing stock. People are going to talk behind our back. And even if what the angel told me is true, nobody will ever believe it. Can you imagine the shock that this announcement must have had on this young man? Not only was this announcement sovereign and shocking, but, but, but it was, it was supernatural. Hallelujah. Supernatural. It was a supernatural announcement. Joseph, the angel says to him, your fiance is pregnant, but not by another man. Mary, your fiance is pregnant, but the baby in her womb was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Your fiance has not betrayed you. She has no lover. She is pure. She is holy. She is righteous. She remains a virgin even though she is carrying a child. Because the child in her womb was placed there supernaturally by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph the angel continues, this is not just another child. This is no ordinary baby. Oh, oh, Joseph the baby in Mary's womb. He's the son of God. But let me remind you, Joseph, this isn't the first time that you have heard of such as this. If you were only listening... You would have heard it read by the rabbis out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 7 and verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph. The baby is the one that your people have been looking for for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And you are to name him Jesus because he is the Christ. He is the anointed one. He will be the savior. He will be the redeemer. He will be the substitutionary lamb. Joseph, he will save his people from their sins. The announcement what an announcement but then i want us to look at the actions the actions and who dare move my water from the holy pulpit <laughs> must have been one of them unholy worshipers i probably didn't get it to the pulpit the actions how did Joseph respond to this incredible announcement? Well, I believe that his, his reaction was twofold. His response was twofold. First of all, it was unselfish. Unselfish. See, it would be human nature for Joseph to respond selfishly. If he were an American, he definitely, it would come easy. Joseph's first reaction could have been this is really going to make me look bad. I'm going to look like a fool. His reaction could have been but what about what I want? what about what I want? It could have been, what about my plans? I've been making plans for a long time. What about my plan? You see, my plan was that my first son was going to be called Joseph Jr., And we were going to call him Joey. (laughs) What about my plan? But what was Joseph's first concern? His first thoughts and point of concern was for Mary. Instead of being angry with her, He makes plans to help her. He makes plans to protect her and guard her reputation. You see, by law, he could have had her stoned. She's pregnant. She's not married. Adultery in those days equaled death. He had the right to make it happen. But verse 19 says Joseph was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly so he he decided to break the engagement quietly. Joseph must have had an incredible love for Mary. How about us? How do we act when things don't go the way we How do we act towards the ones we love the most when they disappoint us? How do we act towards God when His plan is opposite of our plan? Is our three favorite people I, me, and my? Is our motto to thine own self be true? Not only were Joseph's actions unselfish, but they were understanding. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. Joseph seems to be very understanding in all of this. Certainly he chose to take the high road. It would have been much easier for Joseph to say, y- you know, thanks, but no thanks. I don't really need this. I-, I didn't sign up for this. I don't really want to answer all the questions and go through all There will be to go through. I love you, Mary. But we're both really, really young. We we can both find somebody else later on. It would just be easier for me to divorce you and go on with my life. But no. Joseph was very understanding and accepting of his role. Christmas is a time of year when emotions run high. I mean, I mean they, they run the gamut. F- from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. Fact is, many suicides take place Christmas time. Amen. Yeah. Christmas is a very lonely time for some. Perhaps for you, this will be, will be the first year that there will be an empty chair at the Christmas meal table. Due to divorce or death or desertion, perhaps a layoff or unemployment will drastically affect your your ability to provide Christmas for your family this year. Hey, 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 hey! Just all the hustle and the bustle of Christmas, Amen. with all the parties and the shopping and the decorating and the added expense and the traveling and and people pulling on you from every direction to do this and do that and go here and go there and. How will you react to all of this? Hopefully you will learn from Joseph. He was both unselfish and understanding. So how about a little extra unselfishness and understanding this year? Not only do I want us to, to look at the announcement and the actions, the last thing that I want to call your attention to concerning Joseph is the achievement. And Joseph achieved two things that are very, very hard to achieve in life and rarely are. And the first one is humility. You see, I believe it took a very humble person to play the role that Joseph was called upon to play. An orchestra conductor was asked the question, Out of all the instruments in the orchestra, which one is the hardest to play? And without hesitation, he answered, second fiddle. Because no one wants to play second fiddle. Everybody wants the lead part. Joseph had to play second fiddle in every area in this story. See, he would be called upon to marry somebody that was pregnant with a child that was not his own he would be asked to raise a child that was not his and not be prejudiced against it Hallelujah. Amen. and when other children would be born to him and Mary that were his he could not favor them Over Jesus. And he would have to deal with the fact that the child Jesus would far surpass the success of his own biological sons. When you think this thing through, Joseph was called upon to play a nearly impossible role. What humility it took to play this role. I think it's funny, you never hear about achievement awards for humility. Humility. Maybe that's because if a person were truly humble, they couldn't accept such an award. I'm thinking that humility is one of the greatest achievements of all. Not only did Joseph achieve humility, but also honor. In verse 19, Joseph is called a good man. Some versions state that he was a just man. Others say he was a righteous man. In verses 24 and 25, it says that Joseph did what he was called upon to do. Joseph achieved honor through obedience. He achieved honor by doing the right thing. Now, he could have refused. He could have chosen an easier way. But he chose to be a man of honor. And over 2,000 years have come and gone since the life of Joseph. And yet he is still being honored today, December 23rd, 2012, at New Bethel Church. How about us this morning? Will we learn from Joseph? Amen. Will we choose to follow his lead? You see, one of my greatest desires, one of my loftiest goals in life is to be known as a man of integrity. To be known as a man of honor. I don't expect everybody to like me, and they don't. I could hope everybody would respect me. Because that's my greatest desire. Is to live a life in such a way. That though I may not be liked by everybody. May not be understood. May not be agreed with by everybody. May I live a life. Where people will say, he's a man of honor. He's a man of integrity. Well, not too many Christmas sermons are preached about Joseph. Not too many carols are sung about him. He's just a silent figure standing by Mary and baby Jesus in the manger scene. And anybody breathing can play his part in the Christmas program. And yet I'm convinced that Joseph must have been quite a man. Unselfish and very understanding. A man of humility who earned the right to be honored. A man worthy be emulated. That first Christmas morning over 2,000 years ago God gave the greatest gift that has ever been given when he gave his one and only son. God placing his son supernaturally in the womb of a very special little young peasant girl named Mary through the Holy Spirit. God loved his son so much that he was very careful to select just the right earthly father for his son. So that once his son was born, he could be placed in the loving hands of a special young man named Joseph. As we open our Christmas presents this year let us pause to remember let us pause and be thankful for the first and best Christmas gift ever given the gift of God's very own son verse 21 Mary will have a son and his name will be called Jesus He will save his people from their sins. Father, I pray today if there's even one person here today under the sound of my voice who has never received the greatest gift of all, the gift of your holy son, Jesus. I pray today will be the day. your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed today, no one's looking about today, just taking a couple of moments today, but who am I today if God loved you enough to give His only Son, if Jesus loved you enough to come to earth, live as man and die on the cross for your sin and take the penalty for your sin, if they did enough that that much for you, who am I to say, well, we need to move on. We don't have time. No, no, no. I must give you an opportunity today. So if you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you've never received the greatest gift that has ever been given, the gift of Jesus Christ. If you've never received Jesus, that special gift. If you never received Him as your Lord and Savior today, but you want to receive Him today, I simply want you to lift your hand this morning and let me recognize that you've lifted your hand. I will not call your name. I will not expose you. I will not embarrass you today, but if you would like to receive Christ today, I will help you do that today. Anyone in this room, just lift your hand this morning. All right. Father, I just pray today, Lord, that the word that has been shared today will be a seed that will be planted, Father, in the heart of those that need to receive, and may this seed grow. May others water the seed. May it come to fruition. May they come to Christ at some point in the future. Father, all for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen.